Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And yeah, Jimmy and I have been uh, out of pocket. We've been gone missing for a whole bunch of reasons. Uh, And Jimmy and I will explain some of that. But in short, we took a couple of weeks off for the holidays, but but we're glad to be back. Uh, Jimmy's working, and uh, we've dropped a couple of episodes this week already. Uh, You know, we had to bring on one of our friends, one of our close friends, one of our, our brothers in ministry, Dr. Spurgeon expert, Ed Romine. What's up, man? Hey, doing well, brother, doing well. It's good to be back on here. I didn't tank your podcast last time. No, no, you can't. T- you are the tank. You don't, you, I mean, that, you only tank in a good way. Like you're like a, this yeah. unstoppable force for gospel and theology. So we love having well, you thank on. You, brother. No, man, we love having you thank on. Thank you so much. Now, listen, um, so people know, if people have been listening to the podcast, they know that 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 you're a PhD, uh, that you're uh that you sit down a lot. Um, they know that uh that you're a Spurgeon expert. Uh, and I know you would be like, well, I don't know about expert. You got a, you got a doctorate, uh, so I'm, I'm going to call you an expert. Uh, but what they may not know is that you have recently been appointed by your local church to be a pastor slash elder. Uh, and so now you have a title. You have a new title or another title. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I'm gonna, I can't mess it up because there's more than one thing. I just, I just get a, an extra biblical title, lead pastor, which doesn't really mean anything other than I preach most of the time. What is your new official title at the church? Yeah, so I was the director of education, and now my title is pastor of education and evangelism. Right on, right on. Well, that so, makes sense. That makes sense because I know you you're you're an evangelistic guy, you're an apologetics guy, and uh, and that's why we wanted to bring you back on because you know Provo, Utah, uh, gospel emphasis and. You know, in your in your context, it looks different than it does in mine for a number of reasons. But one of the reasons is here, uh, like even in just in the, our neighborhood, it's uh, it's just under fifty percent Catholic. It's forty. Mm-hmm. I think it's four. Not just under. It's forty percent Roman Catholic here, um, and and that's out in the burbs in a particular area. There are some areas of Chicago where it's ninety percent Roman Catholic. Right, depends on the neighborhood you're in. Mm-hmm. But you've got a different uh, situation there. Uh, you have. The, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or the Mormon Church uh, occupying a, a large swath of the, of, the, of the cultural power there. Is that right? Mm-hmm. That's correct. That, that's correct. So, um, so, yeah, go ahead. Go No, you go ahead. I was just going to ask, like, how often do you, like, in, like what's the likelihood that you, when you strike up a conversation with somebody at, uh, at McDonald's or Starbucks or the gas station that they're Mormon? Well, if, well, if they're in Starbucks and they're oh, I Mormon, guess so. they're a Jack Mormon. That's right. So, I forgot. No caffeine. Yeah. Well, no coffee, no tea. They no coffee. Oh, they can't they have can caffeine. Te- they can technically do things like pop caffeine pills. Oh. <laughs> workaround. We all yeah. we all come up with our workarounds, right? Yeah. So, so um, to answer your question, though, uh, it is eighty four percent LDS. Whoa. Here. Uh, and it's zero point five percent evangelical Christian. Man, that's zero point five. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I mean, that's that sounds pretty unreached to me. Uh, when I think about a, a an unreached uh, city or area, 
So, so you're, I know a big heart that you have is, and, and this is this is one of the reasons I, I, I really appreciate you, Ed, is because as an evangelist and an apologist, I've never got the sense that your passion is to be right or to own the, the opponent. Uh, your passion is for the glory of Jesus and for the good of your neighbors. Like you want people, yeah. you don't want them to be missing out on what they're designed for. You don't want them to miss out on, on the, on the grace that God offers sinners. And so you're compelled to go out. Mm-hmm. So you've, you've put a lot of time into understanding, uh, you know, can we, can I call them Mormons? Is that okay? Is, is that. It is for the purposes of this podcast. Okay. But if, if you were talking to them, most LDS do not like to be called Mormon anymore. Okay, all so, right. So what 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 do you call them? Like, uh, what if I'm having a conversation? I I just call them shorthand LDS. LDS. Okay. Technically, they would be referred to as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Ain't nobody got time to say all that. That's a mouthful. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm, yeah. So and, and you don't have several policies, so it's easier. For you <laughs> yes, to talk. I do have. It is, <laughs> listen, I I I, uh, I don't have that particular that particular struggle, and uh, but man, like I gotta say again, man, like everybody has their own unique you know challenges and some are you know more <laughs> significant than others uh but the the time and the effort that goes into a phd uh you know reading researching and then writing is uh is is such a challenge and so like to, to see mm-hmm. that you know you've actually you know gone into that and and accomplished something you know very few people do at a at an institution that is respected and yep. and rigorous uh, it's very, very cool, man. Yeah. I know. With, uh, when, when I type on my computer, I use this finger. See, that's what I mean. Like that's that. So yeah. Whoo. Okay. So let's talk about um, LDS because even those of us that don't live in Utah, we mm-hmm. they do wind up coming into our neighborhoods, right? They have a very strong, uh, you know, uh, missionary enterprise where they send their people out two by two. I don't know if they still do the bicycles and white shirts, but I, I think I've seen them not too long ago doing that. But they send these people out all over because they genuinely believe. I mean, assuming most of them genuinely believe in this and they, they want to get out there. And a lot of Christians, when they encounter, whether it's Jehovah's Witnesses or whomever, a lot of them are just unfamiliar with where they're coming from. Uh, a lot of evangelicals know, like, well, they're not really on the same team, right? We, we right. know that they're not, like, orthodox. We know that there's something wrong there. But they, they really don't know, like, where do I start and, and how do I engage? And so I'm going to leave this up to you. Do you want to break down for us, like, where LDS goes wrong theologically in a foundational mm-hmm. sense? Or is it better to say, like, here's the, here's the way to start talking to them? Yeah, so I will approach it from the standpoint of, uh, of theology, and I'll intersperse how to talk to them through talking about the theology. So that being said, I'm going to assume that your listeners know some of the theological jargon. I may define it along the way for our side, but I'm going to really define what they believe more so in this podcast. Okay. if, If somebody doesn't, know what the hypostatic union is and they profess biblical Christianity, uh, that's pretty important to know that and to be able to talk about that in the context of any 
Trinitarian denying religion. All right, so we already know and, where you're going here. You, you talk about yeah. Trinitarian denying because yeah, like, right. this is a major, this is a huge component of their faith, which is it gets bizarre. It gets bizarre. So that's where you want to start with the concept of yeah. God, theology. Okay, great. Yeah. So so their theology proper, even so, without delving too much into the history, which the history of the LDS Church can be helpful. Mm. The LDS Church, primarily where they err in their theology proper, is that they believe that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, as we would articulate it, as Trinitarian believers, were actually three separate individual beings. Mm. So so the, there's no sense of one in essence. Right. And this person will say to you, well, they're one in purpose. And, and in doing that, and in denying the essence of God, one in three, as he is from eternity past, as we would see it, they, they really deny the fundamental essence of what makes God, God, mm. if I could put it that way. So when you go into the persons, the distinct separate persons of the Mormon kind of Godhead, uh, what you'll find is they are way off base. For example... The father was once a man of flesh and blood who lived on a planet called Kolob, and he had a heavenly father. And, and they call him Elohim, the heavenly father that the LDS serve and worship. His name is Elohim. And as you know, Brother Joe, uh, that's just the Hebrew word for God. Mm -hmm. Like me making up a deity and calling him Dios. Right. You know, it's the Spanish word for God. So, so they believe that God is nothing more than an exalted man. Not a man from this earth, right. but a man from another world who had another heavenly father, you could almost think of him like Grandpa God. Mm -hmm. and, and even that Grandpa God, and I'm not saying those words to be disrespectful to sure. LDS, right. just saying it in terms where we could understand. That Grandpa God also was once a man and progressed in serving his heavenly father. Okay. So, so, if so we could... on and on it goes eternally. There's an eternal uh, d degression of gods. So yeah, that's that's what I wanted to clarify. That so um, yeah. because I'm I'm familiar enough with LDS to know some of the basics, right? But this idea that there's not just Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, like just talking about like we would confess there is one God, right? The Lord mm -hmm. our God is one. There are countless actual gods in the Mormon faith. That they don't Correct. necessarily know about um, all of these potential gods, but they know 
that they're that they exist. Is that right? Correct. Correct. And um, there, there's even a mother goddess in Mormonism. Oh, so I don't know that. Uh, I don't know about this. Yeah, uh, Elohim uh, ha- has a wife, and through celestial sex, that that's how we were all born in the pre-mortal existence. Yeah. And then we we were spirit children of Elohim and the goddess mother. And, and when a baby is born on this earth, one of Elohim's spirit children finally gets a body. All right. It doesn't matter if that baby's born to an LDS family or not. So that's why they see having children as such a good thing. Hey, mm. Utah is the fastest growing state because of all the natural born citizens in it. Right, so, right. So, so God is, you know, when you think, Theology proper in, in our categories, uh, when yep. they talk about God the Father, this is a, a deity who was once a man, who is now exalted, but still has a body, right? Correct. Flesh and blood body. Still. And, and to clarify your language a little bit, my brother, yeah, uh, they believe that that man progressed the deity. Yeah, progression, right? What do they call it? Right. Yeah. Um, they They call it exaltation exaltation all right yeah so to an lds person to become exalted is one of the main goals they'll often couch it in the language of becoming like our heavenly father and is that is that the the lds version of glory is that everybody has the opportunity to become a god everybody who is a faithful tithing lds okay member so, so you and I, we could only achieve the the second level of glory, which that's another yeah. smaller distinction. They believe in three levels of glory. Right. The highest being the celestial kingdom. And then once you get to the celestial kingdom, then you actually have the chance of oh. being worthy of exaltation. Okay. So the, the, so. the works keep on even after death into the into that next phase some might say yes some might say no there's disputation okay as far as i know in lds scholarships well it's weird because this already sounds you know because i've i've done some reading on joseph smith and i've i've Mm -hmm. i've listened to a few podcasts maybe two years ago uh that spent multiple and these weren't even by christians right these are just people talking about Mormonism, but um, like I, I know a little bit about about Joseph Smith and his background. But when they st- when we start talking about other planets and all of this, it really start. I mean, it it rings a little bit like Scientology and it's some of the yep. nutty things that I hear from them. And we're just talking about yep. God the Father at this point. We haven't even gotten to Jesus Christ or the Holy Spirit. Correct, correct. And and regardless of what people think of him now, I know there's a lot of controversy surrounding uh, James White, the apologist. But James White said something uh, years ago uh, in a lecture on Mormonism that really stuck with me. He said, Islam is closer to Christianity hmm. than than the religion of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yeah. 
because Islam has a very strict monotheism. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's also not Trinitarian, but it's non-Trinitarian in a different way. Yeah, yeah, okay. So what when we get to Jesus then, um, like where where does Jesus factor in? If the Father has, was a man who's been exalted, did Jesus have that same experience? So this is where their sense of, if you can even call it, uh, systematic theology crumbles apart. Okay. Because in, in one sense, the, they would want to say that that uh, Jesus is on his way to godhood as well. He hasn't gotten there yet because he Hang still on. needs. Hang on. I'm sorry. No, no. Hang on. <laughs> I'm going yep, to get, get annoyed. <laughs> go ahead. It's okay. okay. So, so he's not yet. He's 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 not Correct. a deity. Correct. His earthly he, okay. All right. No, continue. Yeah, I just he, <laughs> yeah. so I don't know the details. That's yeah. He's not exalted yet. Okay. Uh, the, the, there's surely some scholarship out there that would that would uh, go against that, but that's not the main. But he's got to be view. more highly exalted than us, right? Is he? Is he? Is it like Arianism? Is he like? Is he like above us, but not yet? Like we're. See, they would say he's our eldest brother. He's our example to follow since he died on the cross. And in dying on the cross, uh, that served as merely an example mm. for the rest of humanity right. in how to serve him, Heavenly Father. Mm. So they would say that he lived a perfect life and died for for sins but they they would even say that the atonement happened in in the garden in the garden of Gethsemane when he sweat uh drops of blood or sweat uh, uh or sweat like big great drops some blood rather they would say that's where the atonement happened hmm. so so they downplay in a couple different senses what happened at the cross, but really, when when you dig a little deeper, what you'll find is that uh, Elohim uh, had intercourse with the goddess mother, who we don't know her name, and and in having uh, intercourse, that's how we were all born, like I said, and Jesus was the. Firstborn. Firstborn. That, so that's where they go. You see, you with see that. how they twist yep, that scripture? Of course. So, so yeah. Um, so, in doing that, uh, Jesus, uh, in the pre existence, uh, he and the devil, and the devil is also one of Elohim's children, Lucifer, uh, he and the devil had a dispute about the way that uh, Elohim should test us all. And that dispute was over free will or not. Lucifer, or the devil, told Elohim, why don't you just predestine everybody? And Jesus wanted Elohim to give everybody free will. So in so doing, Elohim 
liked Jesus' plan more, and so he went with Jesus' plan. Elohim got up, or not Elohim, Lucifer got upset and rebelled and was cast down to earth. So, so, so it's just so weird. It sounds very different from Christianity it, because it, it is. It sounds like really bad fan fiction. Uh, is yeah. what it sounds like. What, um, tell me something. And maybe you don't know, but I'm I'm just wondering. Um, did Joseph Smith have any um, connection to, like, in his growing up? Did he have any connection to Orthodox Christianity, to to Protestantism, or do do you know? I do. So so his. Uh, mother and father were officially a part of the Presbyterian Church uh, back in the 19th century. <clears throat> uh, Joseph was born in 1805. He died in 1844, I believe. So, so Spurgeon, to put in the perspective I appreciate, mm-hmm. Spurgeon was just 12 years old okay. when Joseph Smith died um, in a shootout by the way, uh, and um, in growing up in a religious family, what a lot of folks do not know is that Joseph's parents were only Presbyterian in name. Oh. Uh, Joseph Smith's dad was a big practitioner of, of witchcraft and, and different occult activities, uh, such as uh, treasure hunting, such as looking through a seer stone. Does that ring any bells about maybe what you know about the Book of Mormon? Uh, uh, it, yeah, because well, I've, again, I've I've done some yeah. reading on Smith, so I know I know some of his background. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. So, I, I just so, didn't know if he had any because it sounds so hostile to like Presbyterianism in particular. Yeah, he. He hated the Presbyterian yeah. Church. So the devil, the devil is so. is all for like election and predestination. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yep. The, I mean, that's I mean, and that's I mean, that's a that's a, no, a whole other thing that we could go down. I, I I know we don't have time, but just like the the background is so crazy. I mean, that would be a a, a pretty compelling uh, film, right? If somebody could tell the honest yeah. story, that's always the trick, right? Just tell the real story yeah. of what happened, whether it's a biblical character or a historical figure. Tell the real story; it's good enough. Um, all right, so we've got we've got God the Father, who uh, is an exalted man from another planet. We've got Jesus, who is God's actual offspring, one of us, and our example to follow. Not God, not to be worshipped. Correct. Okay. Not to be prayed to. Okay, and then what, where does the Holy Spirit come in? Yeah, the this is where it gets a little confusing. The Holy Ghost. Is a flesh and blood man, wow. like you and me. The Holy Spirit is the force of the Father. Okay. So think about, you know, I, I always get these two confused, Star Wars, Star Trek, whichever one uses the force. I just love so, that you don't know. You know how you are, you are way cooler now in my mind than you were even before we started. You were already cool. The fact mm, that you okay. don't care about nerddom and you don't know which is which you're just in my mind you're you're metal dude like i just yeah you're, you're very cool yeah well, why watch star wars when you can listen to metal music right the uh, I, I concur doctor 
I absolutely, yep. I absolutely concur. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about like their their fundamental beliefs, um, because if I mean there there isn't a, a doctrine of hell in in the Mormon theology, is there? For for human there beings, there technically is. Okay, so so for those who are apostate Mormons, that means they join the church, they confess it, they're baptized into it, then they leave it. They go to outer darkness. Okay, so there is uh, hell. The old version of hell. Okay, but those are about the only people that go there. Everybody else, including Mussolini, Hitler, and any other dictator you can think of, Maduro and and Venezuela, they're all gonna go to uh, to at least the the lowest level of heaven. Which one of the LDS prophets said that if men on earth could see the glory of the terrestrial kingdom, they would commit suicide in order to get there. Mm, okay. Yeah. Pretty, pretty blasphemous stuff. So. Right. Okay. So what is, what is their, their, um, their appeal? Like how, so if, if you're, you can go to hell, if you're apostatized from the faith, once you're in, but what's their evangelistic message? What do they tell people to believe in? Yeah. So, so if you have the, the knock on the door from the LDS missionaries, uh, they're 18 to 21 year old boys usually. Uh, and, um, when they knock on your door, uh, they're going to be the politest, kindest young man you've ever seen in your life. I've talked to uh, them. They've, they've, they've come. Yeah. Uh, are, are they scared of your tattoos? No, no. I have more Jehovah's Witnesses that come uh, over the years. I've had more of those, yeah. but I've had Mormons twice, and uh, mm -hmm. they were. And that was that was before my tattoos were visible. Um, I've okay. had Jehovah's Witnesses okay. since, uh, but they're all. Yeah. Everybody's always super chill. Yeah. <laughs> Right. <clears throat> and the message that they're going to push is that uh, there's another testament of Jesus Christ. And, and they'll always, you know, push and promote the Book of Mormon. And what they'll say is you need to read the Book of Mormon and get a burning in your bosom. And uh, if you get that burning in your bosom after praying about the Book of Mormon to see if it's true, that's that's the Holy Spirit uh, impressing himself upon you. Hmm. Or I guess I could say itself almost. Right, because it's a force. But, uh, right. But, but uh, the, ma the main message that they try to promote to get people in is that you can be forever sealed with your family. And be with families forever. So okay. I told you exaltation is the big go. Right. The big go in kind of PR Mormonism is forever families. Okay. Which which they'll say, you know, you can be with your family forever in heaven. So, uh, so, so it's kind of convoluted, different message depending upon how deep you want to go right. into it. But like what most people are going to encounter is, hey man, you want to live forever in paradise with your people, like with your family, 
that's 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 what we're offering you and the call to action then like for our call to action is repent and believe in christ right it's 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 believe (laughs) it's a look to jesus and be saved what is their Mm -hmm. call to action like what what is the thing that you're supposed to do because they're not going to tell you believe in jesus i guess right well not believe in jesus alone and trust in him alone uh, that they believe in uh, repenting of sins, which for them doesn't mean exactly the same thing. Uh, to repent and LDS fault is to completely stop whatever you're doing and never return to it again. So kind of a perfectionism type mindset. And then you have to have the laying on of hands by the priesthood authority in the LDS church. And then you have to be baptized and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Okay. So, so, so it's re- repentance, faith, laying on of hands, and baptism is is what they would say. What if you asked them, what do I need to do in order to uh, know that my sins are forgiven? That's what they would tell you. Right. A better question to ask them is. What needs to happen in order to dwell with Heavenly Father for all mm. of eternity? Okay. Then you see the works really start to come into play. Uh, because for them, Heavenly Father is in the celestial kingdom. Yeah. And uh, he doesn't visit those that are on the lower levels of the kingdoms. <laughs> so so it's really learning to navigate yeah. the language that they use. And so on top of trying to show them that their God is different, the main thing that I focus on, because I told you I've got two areas, theology yeah. proper. And then secondly, um, didn't mean to flip you off there, Joe. I'm sorry. No, I, I, secondly, I take it as a compliment. Oh, you're, oh, well, you're probably the only one I know that would. <laughs> Maybe not. But uh, secondly, what I would tell you is, Focus on the doctrine of justification by faith alone, uh, in Christ alone, because they have no category for that whatsoever Mm -hmm. in their theological system, because they they would say they believe that that Jesus died for our sins. And, And the way I like to explain it to people is like, if you stop there at Jesus dying for your sins. Uh, that can't be the gospel because he's wiped away all your sins. Yeah, but what's there? It can't be just a blank slate. It right. can't be nothing. Either you're going to fill that blank slate back up with sin or something else mm-hmm. is going to take its place. Yeah, And that something else is the beautiful, precious righteousness of the god man yeah and it had to be the god man in order for justification faith alone to be true and so uh, a verse that i love to use with them um, is uh second corinthians 5 21 for he made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that in him we might become the righteousness of god and sometimes when I quote that, I like to sw- swap out the pronouns for the proper 
Trinitarian person. Mm -hmm. So I'll sometimes say it like this. For God made Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin on our behalf, so that in Jesus we might become the righteousness of God. Yeah. So I, so I can really get them to understand that, that uh, yes, you know, your sins may be wiped away in your own theological system, but you need the righteousness right. of another. What what Martin Luther talked about, I think, extra notes, right? And, and alien righteousness. Yeah. And I, I try to explain to them, you know, Jesus lived the life I could never live. Right. And he died the very death that I deserve. And he resurrected on behalf of sinners. And he ascended on behalf of sinners. And he's coming back on behalf of sinners. Mm. And I tell them, if you're not found clothed in the righteousness of, of Jesus per Isaiah, if you're not clothed with the righteousness of Yahweh, I should say to be more specific to that Isaiah text, then you're going to be uh, naked in your sin, clothed in nothing but filthy rags. Yeah. And they have no concept right. for being clothed in the righteousness of Jesus. That Jesus' righteousness is a free gift mm. that is offered to you if you will but believe but now I'm preaching at you, Joe. Oh, listen, you can I'll preach at me up. all day. I need to hear that message today. Yeah. We all we all do. Amen. And I think that, you know, I think when the the couple of interactions that I had with Mormons years ago, I didn't know I didn't have a strategy going into it. I just knew like I need to focus on how do we how does a person get right with God? You tell me how do yeah. how do we as sinners you're saying we got to repent like how do we get right with God? And so we wound up navigating a lot of those waters. And so you're saying that if somebody is having a conversation with Mormon missionaries or LDS members who are interested in in having this conversation um, mm -hmm. the, the, the best place to, to really sort of dig down in is on the doctrine of justification, which should be, in my mind, something that they're, and that should be, which I bet is something that more evangelicals and Baptists are familiar with than they are with, like, aseity or right. divine simplicity and, 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 and these theology proper concepts. It's probably an easier one for most Christians to navigate, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yep. Exactly. And a great book, if you yeah. don't have a good foundation, is um, by uh, Matthew Barrett. Uh, he edited the book. It's called The Doctrine on Which the Church Stains or Falls. It's a crossway publication, and it and it's a doorstopper. If I drop it on my foot, it'll make me more crippled than I already am. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> yeah, he writes big. But, did, uh, go ahead. Did you see? He just showed a picture of the of his manuscript that he's uh, he's dropping off at Zondervan. It's nine hundred yes. plus pages or something. Yep, yep. Oh you know, man! He, did you know he's an android? He doesn't sleep. Oh, that makes sense. Actually, that yeah, that that yeah, that, that, yeah. yeah that make. I was, otherwise, I wouldn't know how he does what he does. But uh, yeah, and uh, I don't care if he hears that either. He knows I love him. Oh well, you know that's a compliment. Goodness, I don't sleep. I'm just yeah. inefficient. 
So like I, yeah, <laughs> I have the same problem. I don't sleep, but I don't have the the uh, the humanoid android brain that uh, that he has. Okay, so let, let's let's wrap it up with a couple of things here uh, for yep. our listeners. Um, Mormons knock on the door. Should should they invite them in and have a conversation, or should they turn them away? A- absolutely, especially if you've heard this podcast or if you've. Uh, read other resources. I'd rather them talk to you than talk to Grandma Ethel at Country mm-hmm. Bumpkin Baptist Church that has read the King James Bible all her life. Yeah. And and she looks at the Book of Mormon and she says, oh, that sounds just like what I've been reading. Yeah. This must be from God. Okay, so, so bring them uh, in. So, yeah, definitely if, if, you, if you have know the doctrine of justification— if you know Psalm 50, where God rebukes the wicked in Psalm 50, and he says, you thought I was just like you. Mm. You know, I, I love taking LDS there as well. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, so, there's so many, you know, God is God is not a man that he should lie or change his mind. Like, like there's, mm-hmm. there's, yeah. It's 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 it is such a. It really sounds like when you start like laying out the 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 storyline of uh, Mormon theology, their body of divinity. It does sound like bad fan fiction of yeah. of, of some quasi Christian religion. It, it's just bizarre, and people, but people wholeheartedly believe it, and you know mm-hmm. they spend a couple Smart of years. Yeah, right. I mean, it's just. Yeah, it's that doesn't mean that this doesn't mean people are dumb, but it, yeah. it does mean on some level we allow ourselves to be deceived. And so, okay, bring them in. Focus on the doctrine of justification. And is there another book that they could read that would go into Mormonism specifically? Yeah, ab- absolutely. Uh, Mormonism one hundred and one by Bill McKeever and Eric Johnson. Okay. They run the Mormonism Research Ministry. They have been uh, doing work with Mormons since I was a five-year-old boy, so 1995. And uh, and they are just excellent. Uh, Eric Johnson came out with a brand new book that I have on my shelves, but I couldn't I couldn't find it for this podcast. Sorry, Eric. Uh, that one's also very good. Um, I'll text you the link to that, Joe, once, once yeah. I find it. Yeah, we want to give everybody and, and the, then, the stuff. Yeah, and then one more, and this is much more academic, very technical, and it's written by an LDS member who got fired from BYU because of his research. Mm. It's by a man named D. Michael Quinn, D. Michael Quinn, and it's called Early Mormonism and the Magic Worldview. Wow. Early Mormonism and the Magic Worldview. So like all the occult things that I alluded to earlier, it's a big, thick academic work uh, for for those who are fascinated by that. Uh, Joe, I really think you would enjoy reading this book, uh, given your own background and yeah. whatnot. Yeah, I want to. I want to check it out as soon as you started talking about it. Like yeah, the title alone, like I'm gonna. I want to read yeah. that. Right. Early Mormonism and the Magic Worldview. So, um, D. Michael Quinn was an excellent historian. 
uh, got excommunicated from the church, but never quit believing in Joseph Smith. Mm. Uh, actually, uh, came out in the full blown practice of homosexuality and everything. It was just a mess. But uh, academically, he is quite excellent. And uh, the LDS church authorities did not appreciate his scholarship. Oh, for sure. And then um, there's another book that is w worth reading. I believe his name is Bushman called uh, Joseph Smith's Early Beginnings. Um, I'll, I'll text you that one too. I might be getting that title wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's correct. Yeah, everybody check so, out our show notes. Our show notes will have all of these uh, titles and, yeah. and links for you guys to to peep and, and get, get down into it because yeah. I think that's going to be And then okay. also one more. You know, you if keep you saying really one more. This is how I know you're a, pa a pastor and a preacher. You keep saying one more, and just one yeah, more, and you yeah. keep you keep going. What's what's it? What's one more? Yeah. So the next one is a biography on Joseph Smith. Uh, no man knows my history. No man knows my history. The life of Joseph Smith by Fawn M. Brody. Got it. Von Brody. Yeah. And then if if your people don't like to read, uh, there's a new podcast uh, that that just dropped today called Distinctive Christianity. That that is very, very good. Um, it is uh, discussions between actually one of my pastors, Brendan Scoggin and a member of an OPC church named Skylar Hamilton, uh, who's an ex-LDS man, and they're going through uh, the Sunday school curriculum of the LDS church, which oh. that may sound very boring, but no, I, can... I promise you it's not. Well, I, bet it, I bet it's good. So, I bet it's yeah, good. So, well, listen. Distinctive. We want to, we want to promote those those links, get people plugged in. But um, how can people find out more about you, what you're doing? How can people support your ministry? Yes, sir. Thank you so much for the opportunity, dear brother. So, so I have been out here off and on since 2019, uh, out here full time since 2020, and I I absolutely love it out here. Just getting to preach, teach, write, and think about the Word of God and be a blessing to God's people out here. And um, for those of you who don't know, um, Joe alluded to it when he said, I sit down a lot. Uh, I have several palsy. I'm in a wheelchair. So uh, you appreciate Joe's dark humor there. I certainly do. Um, I'll get well, canceled with, for it. I'll get canceled for it, but uh, oh, it's all right. You're good, man. It's okay. Well, no, I'll, you won't. I'll, I'll go down with you. A bunch of babies. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, you're good. You're good. So um, I currently live on the campus of the church. Um, I've got a handicap set up here, and, and it's been very good for me. But I would love, if it be the Lord's will, to eventually buy forever home out here and just be able to support myself through fundraising. And it is a very expensive place to live out here because of the tech boom and mm. just the growth of Utah. The average housing price is 
545000 and uh, it's not getting less expensive. So, uh, Lord willing, my goal is to bring in about $5,000 a month to be able to put a down payment on a home and to also be able to live comfortably out here as a single guy. I don't want to be like one of the joy boy prosperity preachers and live high on the hog, but $5,000 may seem extravagant, but it's really uh, just being able to get by here modestly in Utah. Yeah. So it's all context uh, in supporting me. uh, You also support my church family because I believe in uh, giving unto my church. And so in supporting me, the more money I get, the more money I can give back to the church. And so uh, that's also a blessing. Uh, If I could give you one more link, brother. Yeah. uh, It's uh, just our church website, fbcprovo.com. And then if you go on there and click giving, you'll see a... uh, you'll see a tithely drop-down box that says general support. You click that button and it says Romine support. That's me. And then you click the little checkbox that says recurring giving. I would greatly appreciate it. So they go to the church website, go to the giving section. That's how they're going to find out where they can support you. Correct, correct. So, and you want to go down to Romine support. Yeah, yeah. Don't just be, yeah, Romine. Not Romaine. Yep, Romaine, yep. Not Romaine. Not like the lettuce. Yeah, that's right. All right. Not like the lettuce, that's right. <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, also, CARM.org has a lot of good researches, right. uh, resources bleh, on uh, Mormonism. The, the founder of that website, Matt Slick, is a very dear friend of mine. He also calls me Romaine Lettuce all the time. <laughs> now it's gotten to where he calls me Dr. Salad. That's and good. So I like that. Up, yeah, no, Dr. Salad. Yeah. I, might, I might borrow yeah. that. Yeah, you and Matt Slick would get along too well. That so, sounds good. So. Ed, thanks for so much for coming on, man. Like you, you know, I love you. Jimmy loves you. We appreciate what you're, what you do, what you're about. You're a good example to, uh, to so many people in your willingness to say hard things, but still be charitable. Um, you know, if you feel like you've overstepped, you feel any conviction, you're not afraid to be like, hey guys, I t- I'm sorry about that. You know, like, I, and not that that's do happened often. Do I do often. any stepping at all, though? That's uh, the question. Well, uh, metaphorically, you know, I should be more careful <laughs> with my metaphors. I know you're very sensitive. <laughs> you're so sensitive. I, you know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta watch out. I don't want you to start yeah, crying yeah, on the podcast. I, yeah, I make Jimmy look like a UFC wrestler. <laughs> well, listen, man. Thank, thanks for coming on. We'll have you back soon. Okay. All right. Love you, dear brother. Love you too, man. Now, for the rest of you guys, uh, thank you for listening. If you uh, if you want to plug in, if you haven't already, then you can uh, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we, we release episodes every Monday and Thursday. And if you want to support the podcast financially, you can go to doctrineanddevotion.com slash all access. Support us there and you'll get devotions or meditations five days a week, as well as another podcast called Banter of Truth, where Jimmy and I chop it up. Thanks for listening, guys. Let us know what you think on social media. You can find us on all social media platforms at Doc and Devo. Take care. Mm-hmm.